Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Rocket League Aftershock. Uh, we can hear that things have started off well for me. I'm Switchblade yep. Jane, of course. I am your host <laughs> for this show. Joining me as he always does for episode two, none other than Digital Bacon. DigiBay, how you been this week, man? Because literally, I have not spoken to you since the last episode. <laughs> I can tell you, dude, it's been a busy week for both of us. Not only you with the whole CS stuff, but I mean, we'll get onto it a bit later, but the whole uh, case of... You know, try and get those RLRS games uh, sort of yeah. um, streamed. Again, that's later, not now. Um, putting on proposals, of course, for the Rewind lads to uh, get their Renegades Cup going and then all that Renegade goodness. We'll talk a bit about that later on. But yeah, it's been a super busy week, Not and Carson as well. Start doing a race sim, Carson, you know, sim racing, Carson, and, and uh, getting into that. That's pretty damn awesome. But... Yeah, it's just been busy. It always is with Rocket League and yeah. the whole world of the life of Castor is a beautiful one. Oh, it, it really stop. is, dude. It really <laughs> is, dude. And you, you can probably tell for those of you at home that my voice is not quite where it should be at the moment. Uh, that's because I spent the last four days screaming my head off, basically. For those of you not aware, uh, I had VIP entrance. I still got the band on, actually. There you go. Yeah. Face it, major VIP. Uh, for the uh, major that went by uh, in London this past weekend. So I was there chanting for my favourite teams, including the likes of like Stratus and Complexity. Imagine wearing a Complexity jersey at the moment. Showing my cousins, showing my cousins colors. <laughs> See, I can't even pronounce the words because I'm still no, quite hungover from last night's after party. So, excuse me if I am all over the place today. But uh, uh, Bacon's going to be carrying this one for the most part, and uh, yeah, it's gonna, still going to be a fun show. Though I'm, I'm pretty excited to get into it. Yeah, just like normally when we play Rocket League, Jay, I'll be the one carrying. So <laughs> let's get on into this anyway. Get right into this week's news. We alluded to it earlier, but the uh, RLRS streams not on getting cast. Now we're in a bit of a mindset here of we can understand why it didn't happen. Um, because, of course, getting the reasons why. But I think we should look on the positives and how to build for say next season and for me that's near enough getting like a uh, community sort of network here between the tournament organizers and the well developers psionics here to get this set up because having the off stream match days should not be a thing jay if you agree with me there i think yeah if they can't if they don't have the resources to put it on themselves then giving it out to say rewind rival uh minor league doubles nexus whoever the hell Get, uh, Rocket Baguette as well, let's throw them in there. That should be the priority because not only does it get that content out there, which is good for the fans, good for the teams to get them on camera more, get them broadcasted live, but it's also good for those community orgs as well because it's more viewership, more subs for their channel, and helps them sort of develop for the future. Essentially, if you can bolster your stats with good RLRS gameplay, it should also be able to uh, help you get in sponsors like, for example, Hyperx, like uh, Ballistics and that, which we've seen in the past. Yeah, it's quite important to stream all these matches uh, for the RLRS, even if you are panning it off and giving it to other uh, other organizations, because you know, obviously it takes time and it <laughs> takes money. And unfortunately for Shy, that's just not something that he can afford to do anymore. Mm. Obviously, very, very busy over in the Psionic Studios, as I'm sure that they as they are already. Um, but yeah, it is very important we get these matches, especially for like teams that are not sponsored. Like we know, like there are so many teams in RLRS this season that are not sponsored. Triple Trouble, we've got Savage, mm. who are also making their way up the ranks. I know Savage are looking or trying their best 
to get a good deal with an organization. And it really, mm. they are a team that I think deserves uh, representation because I think they're probably a good shout to get into the uh, RLCS next season as well. And you know, they've got Devo, they've got Bluey, you know, they've got a, a really solid, I think, world-class mm. team potentially on their hands. Um, but even if you don't want to try and get get those uh, organizers involved in the uh, uh, in in, uh, in broadcasting. Uh, uh, RLRS matches. There's actually other solutions that you can find as well. And actually, this is something I suggested last season when the uh, uh, silent matches went out, as you put on Reddit. Why don't you just give us permissions that, you know, individual commentators can commentate it on their own streams, you know? Because uh, that's something we do in Counter-Strike a lot, you know? There's mm. a tournament we've got going on called the Mountain Dew League. And if you're out in America especially, you can actually go on hltv.org and you can get, like, IPs that you can connect to live in the game and just commentate it and stream it on your own channel. I actually might do some of that later on this weekend when my voice is a little bit more healed up. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's it's almost like a common sense sort of thing, you know, the fact that these are not open to everybody or not open to the people that have the capacity to do it. Just quickly jump in there. I know the lads of uh, Gfinity do it with their content creator network. So, again, a push yeah. for them, I guess. Anyone at home that wants to get into cast and maybe try it, Gfinity, whenever they've got their tournaments going on, they now have this content create a network sort of set up so basically uh you sign up and then they give you a link which you can put into something along sides like vlc media player and near enough just pulls in a live feed a bit like you would say with twitch but it's just going directly to people who have that feed and then you just rebroadcast out to twitch yourself now that sort of thing could be quite easily set up i'd say for Cyanox if they want to take that route with it. And then maybe that could bolster the smaller guys in the community instead of getting one specific org do it. Yeah, you know, and and, and that would be a very nice way for other commentators to break in because if you hmm. if you have to go through the process of applying and uh, trying to see if you can make your way into an organization, there are some shut doors to new commentators. And I think that could be a, a, a really great way to try and drive people that maybe might not have been involved in commentary and, and casting as a whole. Um, it, it might be... Certainly, I know a lot of people... Um, I know there's a lot of people that actually got that start like that in Counter-Strike, obviously. That, that's where mm. I got my start in Counter-Strike. That's how I got my start in, in casting as a whole. So uh, I think a system like that in place would be very, very nice, uh, especially for something like the RLRS, which is essentially like one of the top tournaments. Like Everyone wants to be in there yeah. because that's your way into the RLCS, and that's your way into the World Championship, essentially. Mm. And especially since at the moment we're seeing these community orgs, which everyone used to go to, uh, just going to take the example of us at Rewind. We used to do these weekly tournaments, but it's just not feasible. And not only do you have to put in the time each and every week, but the prize pool, the man hours, everything on a weekly basis, it's not really that doable. But turning it into a monthly affair is. The problem is there, then two casters, maybe even four if you do two shifts, it in one sort of uh, turn each month is a massive downstep for casters that are coming in because, of course, we're going to be favoring those that are. Uh, stronger casters because naturally we're a production yeah. company at the same time, you know. So we're used to be able to maybe slot in with uh, these smaller tournament organizers months back. You can't do so much now because everyone is realizing that it's got to be monthly events and us tournament organizers are trying to split out sort of like, oh, okay, so we'll do the start of the month, you'll do the middle, then we'll do the end and try and make it so that each week is covered so there's still rockly content going on. But it's just hard when, you know, again, those bigger casters are going to be the ones picked because that's just how business works, isn't it, essentially? 
Yeah, and you know, we are pushing into an area where there's going to be less and less opportunities uh, at this point. You know, guys like us are, uh, uh, without saying too much, we're probably going to end up doing some of these uh, Renegade Cups that we've got coming up very, very mm. soon indeed. Um, I can I can pretty much say at this point that there probably will be some sort of English stream for the uh, Rocket Baguette uh, tournament. Um, uh, <laughs> Again, not to reveal too not much. Not to allude yeah. too much. <laughs> <laughs> not to allude to too much, but you know, like you know, and, and, and my concern really is more like you know, when when we're doing all the big stuff, you know, we, we we're running out of small stuff to do. You know, like rewind just suspended mm. their uh, their weekly cups. There are uh, obviously. Uh, rivals stop their uh, weekly cups in North America. Uh, there's probably a decent shout they'll stop them in Europe, considering how successful the 1K mm. Cup was as well. I don't know anything about that myself, yeah. um, but uh, you know, I, I I I can put two and two together. Uh, I can probably figure out that probably there's a good shout that EU will also move to monthly. So suddenly, there's a lot mm. less opportunity. There's a lot less opportunities that guys like you and me had when we just apply. We're like, we'll do some weeklies. Okay, we'll take a chance on you because it's not a massive mm. tournament. But now for these community organisations, more and more massive tournaments and more and more massive streams are going to start coming to the forefront of their operation. Yeah, we still have a couple of smaller orgs still around EU, I know for sure, like uh, Rocket League Hub, which I do believe next month are going to be bringing back their weeklies. Uh, they just finished their 2,100... Uh, bi-weeklies, actually. Uh, is it bi-weeklies? But yeah. still, it's that case of you've got half of them. Anyway, so it's just... I think these starter sort of casters need to be approaching these orgs, which may be... Um, I say orgs or whatever, but groups that are putting on five key tournaments, 10 key tournaments, and then just trying to get the experience there, get a little bit of a showreel and then build up. It's basically, the climate has changed since when we started out with Rocket League Carson, hasn't it, Jay? And that's why these yeah. sort of like separate broadcasts coming out, like we are saying, try and get content creator network from Gfinity is really good because that's where naturally you should be starting your progression into this hobby of casting. Yeah, I, I, I think that's sort of like you know, I would I would like to see like Sionix trying to like you know just just feed that just feed that desire <laughs> and feed that opportunity a bit more, uh, more than anything else. You know, like again, it would be nice if we had an RTMP feed so that way anyone can do the matches. But uh, you know, obviously, you know, I wouldn't mind getting community orgs in either. Obviously, got great great uh, uh, connections and great relationships with those guys. So uh, yeah, it depends on really how things play out. I'm not sure if next week's matches are going to be uh, uh, streamed. However, uh, there mm. was some confusion about whether or not there will be streams this week. Um, uh, eventually, that did not end up coming to fruition. But uh, you know, uh, next week I'm hoping there will be some good matches. I'm hoping that we'll have some uh, uh, some opportunities available. But uh, Bacon, any closing thoughts towards the uh, off-stream matches for RLRS? No, it's that case of what is done. I personally with how this week has gone i don't see next week happening but this should have been something i reckon that us community orgs should have seen from last season and stepped in and questioned earlier uh, so yeah. i don't want to put all the blame on science for this because that's not right i think with us near enough seeing oh you're doing off stream matches even then back when they announced their schedule in week one we should have jumped in then and not say monday night like we did <laughs> so it's like a case of okay we're a bit annoyed, but it's not just your fault. It's it's largely on us partially as well. Us, yeah, that's it. It's 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 both ways, you know. Um, before we go into the second topic as well, Jay, I would like to point out a thing in chat, and it I get this asked quite a lot. But yeah, I do wear headphones with only one earphone on. If you notice, it's always the left one. I, and I, I already know why you do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's two reasons. You can. Uh, like hear your own voice so you know the level at which to talk as well 
um, it was a habit I picked up on my last headphones because they had like leather ear cups. And you know, if you wear glasses with leather ear cups, they really dig in after a t while. So it's just like comfier, essentially. Uh, that that depends, really. I find it, it depends uh, on the headset itself. Like these headphones mm. in particular, these ones dig in if you're wearing glasses. The ones that I'm wearing, the Sennheisers with the uh, commentary headset. Uh, obviously, I'm not using that right now. I'm using my, my podcast microphone. But let's still talk about professional audio. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be a Rocket League <laughs> podcast. I'm not going to start getting into audio engineering because we've got more news to get through. Now, Triple Trouble posted this little tweet on Ooh, their social media spicy. pages. Um, this is sparked of a massive debate. Are they getting picked up? Now, um, uh, Bacon, uh, this also so happens to coincide with another <laughs> fantastic tweet from Red Reserve, and you can see it on mm -hmm. screen as well. The timing is way, way, way too close for this. Are we going to be seeing Triple Trouble perhaps getting picked up by Red Reserve? So I think it's a good bet purely because Red Reserve have been knocking about trying to pick up an RORS team for the past, I would say, four months, I'd imagine, since about the later end of last season of RORS. They haven't really come to an agreement with anyone just yet, and that's because of how Rocket League contracts naturally work, where we live in a uh, sort of, I say live in, we have to deal with a two-stage you know, system of RLCS, RORS. Players tend to agree to these contracts on a, a wage for RORS, and then if there's events larger, like say they make it to RLCS, they'll get paid an even larger amount than what they do for RLRS. So it's near enough. Negotiations are quite hard to deal with uh, Rocket League because, of course, it's very personal. Uh, no one knows for sure who, how much another team is earning unless the players want to come out. And generally, they're not going to talk about it to the public. Nah, they may talk about it amongst themselves, and that's the right way to deal with it um, you know, professionally. But Red Reserve have been looking for ages, and if they're going to pick up a team, you're either looking at Savage or Triple Trouble, considering the amount of effort Savage are now putting into their marketing and how long Triple Trouble have been about. I feel like Triple Trouble, especially with that tweet where, you know, it, they, don't, they don't feel so good. They might be fading away because they're going to get picked up. It feels like it's a good, it's good timing for them, and Red Reserve would be a great, fantastic pickup for Triple Trouble. Personally, because I think it's better for them to sort of focus on the RLCS next season, because uh, I do think, personally, they're going to make it up there. And if they get picked up by, say, a GFNT Elite Series team, I think that's just a bit too much for them to handle, essentially, you know, having to play on the weekend in GFNT Elite and then go to RLCS. I think Triple Trouble would make the best decision by going for an org like Red Reserve. Yeah, and for certain, you know, for someone like, uh, for a team like Savage, there is, uh, there's probably like a bit of a higher demand for those guys. Obviously, mm. you know, they, as I was saying earlier, uh, with the whole off-stream matches, it's probably, they're probably aiming a bit for one of the uh, top tier uh, 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 esports organizations, or even maybe a, a sports organizations that we've got going with, like mm. PSG and everything like that. You know, there are some, uh, there are some good football clubs I know that are looking for teams. Um, yeah, well, we uh, saw I, a tweet. I'm not, sure, um... I'm, I'm, I'm not sure who in particular right now. Um, I'm assuming you're going to bring something up right here. Because, I was going to uh, say, Ty Lacto actually said that, um, I think it was yesterday in a tweet, that uh, Secret, uh, him and the rest of the team, got approached by a football club. Not saying which club, uh, he didn't say it all. Uh, but definitely football clubs at the moment are looking into uh, Rocket League quite heavily. I think it was uh, Doomsie back in the days before they signed with Reunited. I think, don't quote me on this, of course, that it was Man City were looking at picking them up. 
but it's a very awkward ground for these uh, mainstream sort of sports teams that haven't done anything in it to suddenly pick up because it's a whole different ecosystem to that what they're used to, you know. Yeah, but you know, Savage are definitely aiming towards that sort of mm. tier because I think oh, yeah. they are. I think they're probably a good shout, maybe alongside Team Secret as my personal top two of uh, of teams who are going to go. I think are going to go through uh, to the uh, RLCS next season, or at least will make mm. that top two so that way they get to the promotion tournament. Uh, whether they'll actually make it there is all dependent on who's going to be down in the lower portions. Um, but you know, I, I could see I could see a world in which they're going to be going somewhere else. I imagine that Red Reserve. Uh, might have to uh, might have to settle on some of that triple trouble because especially because Red Reserve's general tier in uh, in in the esports world is not mm. um, it's not like you're, it's not like your fanatic it's not like your envious it's not like any of these other uh, big name uh, uh, organizations who have teams in the top tier they often mm. act as like a feeder team well, and uh, triple trouble as much as I love those guys and I certainly having some great conversations with Speed a few weeks ago. Um, I, I do think that there are other teams in the RLRS that do rate a little bit higher than them. Yeah, and just seeing in chat there, yep, uh, Red Reserve used to be Phases Academy sort of team, didn't they? And then they split off, became their own org. Um, Red Reserve, just from the talks with players and that, they weren't looking for an RLCS team. So when this tweet came out, people were looking at uh, Weedem Girls, thinking, oh, Weedem Girls would be the best pickup from any org at the moment. No, Weedem Girls are going to be looking for... I don't know a certain amount of money, but let's just say hands in the air, double the amount that Triple Trouble would be looking for just because of that caliber. Red Reserve don't have that money. Like you said, they're not that caliber of team to be able to afford an RLCS team. So picking up an RLRS team, like you said, might be a problem if they, if say Triple Trouble or whichever team they sign, expect to go into RLCS next season. That could be a very interesting thing there. Maybe those ties with FaZe still stay and they might have it in the contract that FaZe would pick them up if they moved up. Who knows? This is me just completely being basically yeah. abstract. Yeah, speculating all of that. You've got to think, then they probably don't have the money even if they do move up. So it's an interesting sort of area they're expecting uh, red reserve coming into this that there's going to be more high-end rock league events renegade cups included where they want a team that's of an rors level to absolutely wreck everything in rors but not go up to rlcs they're playing a very strategic esports org act and i absolutely love it because it's really smart yeah. for the scene of course I can't fault their business plan or, or their model mm. at all, Red Reserve. So, you know, I, I pick up that Triple Trouble again, it makes the most amount of sense because, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> this, this is a major coming in uh, coming in big on my voice. Uh, but, you know, mm. I, I could see a way where, you know, Red Reserve could be the top teams in all the Renegade Cups and, and doing well in those sort of life regions, as well as that placing highly, placing top four consistently in uh, uh, in the RLRS, you know, especially mm. if Triple Trouble is what who they're going to pick up. So, uh, and again, you know, it's a little bit too convenient how they're posting their sort of, uh, um, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty convenient how they're posting these sort of these, these images, these memes, both around about the same time. You know, it, it all yeah. feels, you know, way too uh, convenient and nice. Way too convenient. I think, I think that, I think it's very similar to sort of like how we were just all kind of figured out that Scrub was going to join Rana Vitality when he said he was going to join an RLCS team. I think we can mm. all pretty easily figure out. That uh, uh, he was, uh, that, you know, we're probably going to be seeing Triple Trouble uh, as Red Reserve in the near future. Yeah, that's what we pretty much um, expect as well. And I'm loving the Astralis sort of lover in Twitch chat as well. <laughs> Big Mate, that section was off us. the chain yeah. at the major. <laughs> and they were another org, which I can remember uh, 
a couple of us as uh, like commentators and personalities within it, we're trying to push teams to go talk to them. Like, we just want Astralis in Rocket League. That's all we want, really. And that'll never happen. Just, that'll never yeah, happen. It, it doesn't seem viable at all for them, of course. But uh, it, it, we still, we've got a little bit of hope. We can make it happen one day just by nagging. Nah, it, it, I mean, it's it happened with Ninja Astralis... Pajamas, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> no, because Astralis are actually owned by the CSGO players themselves. Mm, so I don't see it. any way, I don't see any reason why they'd ever branch out to another esport. Unless they're just Side, fuck it, let's do Rocket League one day, you well, know, just like, let's, big, let's change esports. Actually, a big point we can go on to there, can you, like I was saying about Reunited with um, Doomsday's team back in Season 2, they are originally a Overwatch team, which was owned by the players, looking, and they looked to branch out. They picked up Rocket League, and when that Overwatch team sort of crumbled, um, unfortunately, Supersonic Avengers lost their org, essentially. So you've Going for these player-owned teams probably isn't the smartest thing to do if you're looking to get picked up by an org because that org has to have stability, which if you're just players owning it and doing it all yourselves, isn't really there. I mean, Astralis is a completely different sort of like question because they're pretty much a top org because they're top players and they are, well, the top of everything essentially in CS, as we just seen from this weekend. But going for that sort of development, is a bit harsh considering those players probably don't have the time to invest in your no. team as they do as theirs. Yeah, that probably not. So, you know, <laughs> Astralis are off the table. Uh, but yeah, any closing <laughs> thoughts on that? You know, uh, on the whole Red Reserve thing. I mean, again, I, I, I think everything. It's a good org. It's pretty. Happy it's days. a good org. It's a great team. I'd love to see Triple Trouble as Red Reserve in the future. So let's hope that that happens. Right now, moving on to some more. We're going to call this the drama section almost because uh, uh, we're starting to, starting to move into doing a uh, uh, bad guy stuff. Obviously, last week we were talking about how it might be nice to see some uh, some bad guys in the space. Uh, uh, Personalities, we'll say. That's a better term Personalities, for you know. And we, we had a chat about maybe a cast is doing, but one player that decided to take that mantle on is our other than Mystic. And <laughs> uh, a recent tweet, Slot tweeted out about some statistics in the uh, Flipside Tactics versus PSG series. Uh, Ty Lacta actually had pointed this out to him that. Uh, 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 Mystic's teammates, I believe, had uh, more score. Uh, had more average score. Oh, sorry, no, was it Cooksey that had more average <laughs> yeah. score than Yukio and Mystic combined? And mm. uh, uh, Mystic didn't really have the uh, the, the best of uh, the best of reactions. Uh, Tylacto no. chatting shit as usual. How toxic! Good luck in the RLRS, my guy. Now, um, uh, you know, I can see Tylacto <laughs> is in the chat today, um, uh, claiming that Slock is such a tight. I'm guessing they probably they had some conversations behind the scenes mm. or something. Again, that's all speculation at this point. But uh, what do we make of mystic sort of reaction here is this like verging on that bad guy side or is is he just being a twice like cause this was a bit out of left field because i've never known mystic to be you know a bad guy always oh, always seemed nice whenever i spoke to him or whenever people converse but i do know he gets frustrated uh we're talking about danny i know when he had fired shots as danny always did back in the day uh, at players who make him whiffs mystic would get a bit grumpy and then like next day go oh yeah sorry about that and just go back to normal it's just him being frustrated essentially with this because if you look at especially on octane.gg fantastic website but that rating sort of system that they have where it shows like how players are doing doesn't really show the full truth of it because we know Cooksey is one of those very high scoring players where he gets a lot of goals a lot of saves where he's going up and down field mystic who's your more anchor player doesn't get a lot of points at all it's the same for Pashi and players like that so by saying that oh he's not 
like you know he's got less than half the points to his fellow teammate it can come off as feeling like you're calling them trash when really you're just saying, oh, it's a funny little stat, you know? And I don't think it was anything from Ty Lapdo there. Uh, no mass at all. I mean, he's a meme guy, so it's fine. Um, and Mystic, we just know, can get a bit frustrated at times. So this was like one of those ones which could come off as a bit of drama. And it's just funny to see every now and then. And I... Again, it's showing more of the personality of those players because we do want to see them frustrated. We want to see them overjoyed. We want to see them, I don't know if you're Turbo Pulse or apparently Ian a Mackey's. So, hey, happy days. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, Ty are just like clarifying in chat. I don't know if you saw it. He is memeing. So uh, that's yeah, a... Yeah. Uh, that, that that's at least nice to hear you know that at this point it is just for show you know because obviously we don't really want to see any pro players hate each other you know that would be pretty uh, uh, bad yeah. for the team but you know on on the topic <laughs> oh geez uh on the topic of sort of like a uh, 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 mystic not doing as well as uh, his his uh, teammates and certainly for cooksy you know cooksy's a talent he's a uh, oh, yeah. he's a really good talent uh and i don't think that's deniable i think certainly these statistics themselves kind of just prove the point uh but for mystic for mystic himself i don't really think it's uh um it's necessary for him to be like the top performer because he no. has been, you know, self-proclaimed as the captain of Flipside. So as long <laughs> as he's using his his players and himself in a way that gives the team success, then I think that's absolutely fine for him uh, as a captain. Yeah, and certainly mm. as the case with this particular game, you know, they beat Flipside, they beat PSG three zero. It's the same for each and every team. The captain is generally not the one popping off. I said it about. Um... Vitality when you've got Pashi, he's a side fairy peak and scrub killer. He is not going to be the one popping off, and that's not a bad thing. ESG, you've got Ferrer there. Short and Fruity, we've seen have just been popping off themselves. When you look at Dignitas, you've got Violent Panda, who's beside again KDOP and Turbo Pulsar. Turbo Pulsar, maybe not that aggressive sort of powerhouse, but we know how bloody good he is. Flip side, you've got Mystic Complexity. You've got a lot there, and he does take that more attacking role. Uh, Weedem Girls, Remco. Again, he's not Eyed Knight. Metanaris has come on in. They're sort of like a freer that are just playing pretty darn well, all of them at the moment. So it's that case of the captain is generally the more reserved player on the pitch that can see ahead and sort of direct and near enough. He's got to be the one making those shots, making those calls. If you're actually doing the calls yourself, you can't see what's happening behind you. You can't see the whole of the pitch because, you know, you've only got a POV of 105, 110. So it's better for that defensive player, that third man, to be the one in charge. That's how it just works. Yeah, and I think that works well for Mystic as a whole, you know, and, and certainly not the most reserved in this particular case. But that I think that's fine, you know, to stick mm. up for uh, you, your your team's uh, your team system. I think is a very healthy thing to do. You know, in Counter Strike we have it all the time. There's actually an in-game leader called uh, uh, Fallen. You may have heard of him. Mm -hmm. He's been known as one of the as one of the best of all time, essentially. And he has been known to get quite passionate whenever criticism does get uh, flung in his team's direction. Uh, but again, that's fine because he's the in-game leader. He has his system that works, and for a long time it worked really really well so you know credit to him for backing up his team backing up his players and and, and mm. backing his own sort of like methodologies to the game and i think that's a very i, I don't want to say it's an overly healthy thing if you're going off on another pro player but mm. uh, again i don't think it's something majorly serious on the part of mystic yeah i think it's just with this sort of thing we just got to sort of take a pinch of salt and i would say from someone that doesn't know these players too well you could see that as being toxic and like shots fired at each other essentially and well i mean axeltoss certainly seemed to think it was yeah like he was the one who made it to top uh of reddit and you know uh <laughs> having a bit of involvement in that particular thread i'm pretty sure that you probably will find it mm. uh, if you just go to slocks page but uh 
you know, again, I think pinch of salt is the right is the right approach. Yeah, that's it. So going on to the next one, Jay, and it's going to be the last bit of our sort of new segment as such. And that is Tadpole getting his goal revoked in RORS and the general technical issues that happened this weekend. Um, to say there was a few is, I would say, an understatement for this weekend of RLCS, <laughs> wasn't it? Oh boy! Like I think the servers have become a bit of a meme at this point mm. uh, uh, with the Rocket League scene. And unfortunately, you know, when you've got problems like that, the best thing you can do is work through it. Um, but mm. uh, unfortunately for Tadpole, he did kind of get sort of like caught off with the short end of the stick. You know, obviously just you know just to read yeah. the, the tweet. I love being revoked to go in the most important game of the series. Uh, it's frustrating the lack of consistency in the decision making. The game was paused after the secret equalizer that goal stood. Uh, the game was paused after our goal for two to one, and that goal was revoked i'm not sure what the specifics are on that i haven't seen mm -hmm. a statement coming out from uh, rocs admins i don't know if that's something that you call or whether it's just something that just doesn't no. exist at the moment um but i, th I think that the big problem is that in, in practice in theory, I should say, mm. the servers should be working up to snuff, especially considering that also Scheist, I believe, I believe Scheist said in the Discord uh, chat at some point, um, the, uh, uh, um, I've lost my train I have no idea. Um, <laughs> Scheist said in Discord that, uh, you know, that there are dedicated server instances, which oh, only yeah. makes things a little bit worse, actually, on the part of, of Psionics, because in mm. that case, you know, you should be able to fix things, you know, uh, especially, uh, I, again, I like to make my Counter-Strike comparisons. I go back to the Face It uh, major that happened, obviously, uh, during the first stage about three weeks ago. Uh, they had some massive major. server problems, massive server problems. Like, you know, the, it, it was... It, it, it was insane the amount of problems they had and and face it took so much shit for it because it's not like it's not like it, it servers out of their control because in counter-strike in order to host a land you need to have a dedicated server every single server in counter-strike is a dedicated instance and in this case it's a dedicated instance for the rlrs and rlcs so if if these are problems that are happening during the dedicated servers then Oh boy, <laughs> you know like, yeah. well, like this is this is a really really bad look and something that i think needs to be fixed relatively soon so i we had a little bit of a talk about this before jay and i was like it, it feels a bit funny that i've been playing on the you know normal servers we all have and to me this has been the best that rock league has felt for a long time in the games i've been playing anyway in the private servers at the moment you've got this bug where it'll kick you out of the lobby yeah. it'll say server going down for maintenance every two three games i can handle that it's uh, that for me is a good compromise if the game's running well but at this high level of RLRS and RLCS, that's when the packet loss is even more evident. Uh, the ghost, you know, the ball ghosting sort of through cars is even more evident because they're just playing at that much higher level, that higher pace. So it just shows a lot more. So I don't know if it's just whether the servers which science were using for this weekend were terrible, in which that's that's good for me, like for the rlcs and that because that means next weekend it should be fixed this is part of the problem of where they're doing it back to back to back on days if you get a problem like this you can't really fix it over the weekend it's got to be done during the week before the next week and maybe that's another discussion we can have down the line of oh wouldn't it be better if rlrs was on wednesday uh na rlcs was on friday and then eu rlcs was on sunday or something like spread them out so that if there is a problem like this they've got a day to fix it but at the moment, it seems like it's more just it was a very closed issue with that server, and then that'll get fixed for next week, which I mean, is all right. 
you, you say that, but I mean, I, I, I'm not too in tune because this week I have been at the major, uh, mm. obviously. Uh, but uh, as far as I've been hearing, you know, there have actually been a number of server problems that have cropped up during matches with mm. pauses having to be taken. Obviously, it's been, you know, uh, a bit of discussion about how we're having to deal with this. So it's a problem that if it's, if it's, replica mm. if it's, it's a problem that if it's replicated consistently and, and over and over again for week for weeks and weeks on end, then that could seriously throw some compromise into what in, in, into the competitive integrity of, of the Rocket League scene, the RLCS and the RLRS, mm. you know, and, you know, we, we've had that sort of like this issue in community tournaments and that's fine because it's community tournaments, but with the Renegade Cups that are officially sponsored, those are going to get a real kick in the balls. Uh, these are going to be obviously extremely, uh, these problems are going to be extremely prominent and it can't be a meme just to say, oh, Rocket League servers, oh, well, like that's just, that's just not acceptable in an esports environment. No, it, like we've been saying it for ages that the tournament organizers should get access to a specific builder game that does have these servers and it's more from what my understanding is with the um what you call it the actual players they don't get a very different so one they get like can you remember when we did the beta codes you saw just redeem it and then you've got access to it and you can uh that's how they run off their you know they can pause the games and all that it's just basically like they've redeemed a like certain functionalities in the game's code but I don't know if they're still running on that because that was like from what two seasons ago that's how they ran it anyway so if they were running like that it shouldn't be too big a deal to give that out to the tournament organizers a very spe specific set group of people that can do it we're talking again your uh rival esports we're talking rewind rocket baguette uh nexus even you know the lads uh e-league or DreamHack should be able to quite easily get access to it. A bit like how they do their API access for Smash.gg. As long as you've got someone that signs a contract to near enough, say they can't give it out, you know, legally they're bound to it and bound by certain rules that science gives, there shouldn't be any issue to it, you know? Uh, yeah, um, my personal focus is always on the fact that this is this happened in the RLRS, mm. uh, and that's the technical side out of the way. The other side is, of course, the goal itself actually that was being revoked. Um, again, I, I don't know what specifically. Um, I don't know what specifically was the ruling in regards to why they decided to revoke that uh, goal. Uh, judging from what Tadpole said, obviously, you know, the goals were scored after the after the pause came yeah. through, um, but for whatever reason. The second goal, the ones to, to put uh, Triple Trouble in the lead, just was revoked, was just taken away. And again, I, I, I don't know if I've missed something on Reddit or there's something that I, I, I haven't seen on Twitter, but there's been mm. no statement uh, in, in regards to why that ruling w was made clear. I don't, and again, I, haven't, I don't know if any of the, the players uh, from either <clears throat> from either Secret or uh, Triple Trouble uh, were were informed of the reasons why, or if they've come out and said why. Um, but it's a very, very confusing sort of ruling that I think needs a little bit of clarification. Yeah. And it definitely when it's like we can see um, speed and chat there and then also revoked our goal, that sort of puts it more off as uh, science hasn't even told the players. The players just have to deal with it, you know? Um, I always feel in this sort of environment, especially with competition, that complete transparency is the best way to deal with it yeah um, don't just try and sweep under the rug because otherwise that then looks bad and almost like you're trying to hide something in a lot of sense you know so apparently there was no real reason okay that's actually a very interesting development because uh, again 
what what is the actual reason for mm. this goal being revoked? You know, again, especially because this I believe cost them the series. If I'm correct in thinking, I, 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 I don't think the match was on stream, so I couldn't. Uh, you know, we haven't had the chance yeah. to actually take a look at it. I know no, I've been busy this weekend, so. You know, I, 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 I'd really like to know why the goal was actually taken away or what rule they were acting under to revoke it. Uh, no, it wasn't on stream match, actually. It was uh, the Triple Trouble secret game. And from just what Speed's saying here, guys, we're both, uh, where secret must have been there, like, no, that shouldn't have counted because we were affected beforehand. Triple Trouble saying, why isn't it counted? It's basically Sonic should have put down a certain rule set to near enough make it so the teams don't get to decide. It doesn't have to be a gentleman's agreement because I'm just going to say it, not everyone's a gentleman, you get dicks. So you've just got to have a certain <laughs> rule set which say at certain points this counts and this one doesn't count. A bit like how in a lot of uh, tournament situations we say if a goal's not scored before the first minute and um, both teams have said there's an issue with uh, the server, we can just quickly just restart game and we'll start from scratch, you know? And that's generally how we deal with that. But if there is an issue, there's already been a goal and no, none of the teams have complained. We've gone like, you know, a minute in and two goals have been scored. We've just got to let that keep standing for the rest of the game. It's on the players then, you know? Yeah, um, I'm glad that we've actually got some interaction between Speed and Tolacto because, you know, Tolacto even agrees <clears throat> that Dribble Shovel got screwed and he's the one that benefited from that ruling. So, uh, uh, you know, yeah, I, I, I do hope that there is some sort of, you know, Go, maybe you can't do anything going back in retrospective. You know, probably it's a bit too late to replay the uh, to replay the series now that it's over. Um, uh, now that it's over, now that the result has been mm. decided, and you know, unfortunately, you just kind of have to, have to move forward. But I hope that again, there are more, you know things put in place to try and avoid yeah. server problems and to avoid technical issues and also there's a defined rule book as to what's going to happen if something if shit hits the fan because you know yeah. in most esports i know there is some sort of plan in dota you've got pauses and i think you can actually rewind the game at certain points you can do the same thing in counter-strike uh for league of legends they've got a system where um uh, in the event of something catastrophic the whole game the whole match just stops you know, yeah. there, there, there's a lot of different uh, things put in place in other esports and i think the rocket league does need something like that yeah, and it all comes down, to, I said last week, about the maturity of the game. Remember, we're only into our third year of Rocket League. We look at CS, we look at Dota, we look at League of Legends, all of those. They've been around for seven plus years. We'll get to that point. It's just now where it should be developed, and I'm sure Sonics is working on it, that it's becoming a lot more evident, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, any more closing thoughts <laughs> on that um, before we move on to our feature? No, I think that pretty much covers it. Thank you as well, uh, Speed and Tylacto and chat for like you know speaking up. It was quite good to uh, get you guys' thoughts on it. Yeah, I, I, I like the dialogue we've got going on here. So uh, mm. cheers for that. Uh, right, let's move on to our feature. We're going to be talking. Obviously, last week we talked about the news of the uh, uh, Renegade Cups that are coming up very very soon. The first mm -hmm. one in EU, at least, is being hosted by Rocket Baguette and Bacon. You decided that you want to break this whole thing down. You want to talk about exactly mm. what's going to be going on, the formats, and uh, how the thing's going to play out for the month of October. Yeah, so for October, we've got it announced finally there. I've been knowing about this for ages, but Rocket Baguette's Grand Prix. Do you have the video for that, uh, Ben, in the background, our lovely producer, or not? Only got a screenshot. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. That works. So the way that the Grand Prix is going to work out is essentially they've got four open qualifiers, which is massive work, of course, for them. But 
they'll get eight teams progress from each qualifier that will then go on to eight pools of four team double limb so if you look at how uh the OCE scene deals with their finals it's essentially that to get two teams to come out move to the next set of pools so that's four pools of four team double limb to which will then go to an 18 sprint to the finish single elimination tournament it's a lot of rock league jay you've got to think yeah. every wednesday and thursday in october is going to be covered with rocky baguette doing their eu side of course rival have the na side won't focus on that too much because this is an eu uh focused podcast but there's 32 teams have to be decided from the four qualifiers, of course. And then that just gets whittled down near enough half each week until we get our top eight, essentially, to which we get the top winner. I don't know if they've said how the prize pool breaks down just I yet. Because did I did see think... a breakdown somewhere. I believe actually maybe on the uh, official website. Yeah, okay. So for each qualifier, yeah. it's uh, $300 for first place. Second place gets $100. And third and fourth get $50. Hmm. Uh, for the playoffs, it's... Uh, $1,500 for first, second gets $750, third is $500, and fourth is $250. So there will be a third, fourth place mm. uh, decider. Um, I want to get your comments on the format, though, real quick, because it is sort of like something that we have seen a little bit, sort of like moving from mm. one group stage to another uh, with the GSL systems. And again, that's a system I'm a really big fan of. Uh, we had that in place during uh, DreamHack Open Leipzig, if I remember correctly, and it worked out. Hmm. Not that well, actually, now that I think about it, to be so, honest, because they had yeah. like uh, um, loads and loads of different uh, inaccuracies. And uh, that's the kind of thing that I think is the most concerning with the Rocket League uh, Grand Prix. No, for me, the Rocket League Grand Prix, I can accept it. It's a lot of double elimination tournaments. Good, because it means two teams can make it through there. It's not just a single limb. But when you've got so many different pools, we know the talent in the EU it just feels like you're going to get some groups clustered together where you could have three teams that should make it to, say, the uh, third stage that gets stuck together and one has to drop. At the end of the day, it's all competition, and this is how you know it just ends up. For me, the problem is that for the Renegades Cup, you've got to decide first through to 32. That's how Sionix wants it, because they then do seeding off of that for the finals that goes into um, February, when they have the finals for it themselves. And there's going to be so many off-stream matches where essentially you've got a lot of teams broken down from that, of course. And tiebreak is a little bit harder. This is why I think with the um, rival ads, them doing Swiss, it's quite clever, because Swiss can quite easily break down who's this, this, and that, purely by, say, even going down to the number of goals, doesn't it? Yeah, and I, I like Swiss system for open mm. qualifiers. So, you know, I have my opinions reserved for like, you know, uh, world championship tournaments. But, uh, you know, for something like an open qualifier, I think it works really, really well. Mm. Um, I'm not sure how actually the open qualifier system works because from what I'm understanding is that the uh, double elimination only comes in for round one and two. So the top eight teams in each qualifier mm. moves in to the double elim. So what's the open qualifier going to be? Single elim. Just single elim, throw everyone into it. Uh, seeded, I wouldn't know how they do their seeding, of course. That's down to Rock and Baguette. And generally, with tournament, tournament organizers, you don't really want to say. It's just a generic seeding. Maybe um, you do your top 10 through, um, let's just say, your thoughts. You know, like Triple Trouble, for example. You go, oh, they're smashing it at the moment. Oh, S Secret signed up. Well, they're above them in RORS, so we'll make Triple Trouble second, you know, and Secret first. That's just generic seed in there, and then the rest of them are just done through 
MMR based in free freeze on Rocket League and ranked because you don't know enough about the teams. The one thing I will say is pretty cool for this though is that each qualifier has a little bit of money set aside for them. So of course you've got that 1,500 for the uh, playoffs coming first, second gets seven thousand uh, seven hundred. 50, third gets 500, and then of course fourth getting 250. So that means in the um, playoffs, the top eight or the top four anyway, they get just quickly doing quick maths for me now. They get three thousand dollars, and then the rest of that five thousand and two thousand is left for the qualifiers alone, which is quite a cool little difference which they're doing there because I know with a lot of other tournaments they wouldn't give money out to the qualifying spots so even if you make it through let's say a team just has a wicked day and gets first in the qualifier they could go through to the group stage and get knocked out but they'd still get a decent chunk of money you know yeah i like that sort of like tiered system where you sort of like filter mm. through each of the different levels so hey you qualify for the tournament here's some money or you got made it forward to the uh 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 uh, you made it forward to the playoffs, or made, you made it through the top four. Here's even more money for doing even better in our tournament. So you know, I kind of like that system because that does mean that some teams aren't quite being aren't just being left out because hey, we qualified, oh, but we got knocked out in the next round. Well, that's a shame. Nothing to show for it or anything like that. So you know, yeah. I, I like that whole system. I like how Rocket Baguette have decided to do that. Um, I wasn't sure how if it would be open qualifiers with the GSL system. Now that you've qualified that, that makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, uh, would have been nice to see a, a double elimination bracket for the open qualifiers. Um, but at that point, probably would take forever, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not blaming them for not going all the way on it. Uh, but uh, you know, I'm expecting good things for this tournament. Do we know who's been signed up yet, or are we still waiting on that? Uh, on that you mean what front? teams have signed up? Uh, let me yeah. quickly pull up Smash.gg. Uh, I mean, if I like to can speed us through, you guys can clarify for us if you guys are. Uh, uh, well, the way that the um. Sorry, Rocket Baguette. The way that it works, essentially, with all of the Renegades Cup ones, is that essentially anyone from RLCS, so only eight teams aren't allowed. I can see 76 teams have already signed up, so I'm just going to quickly pull off the attendees list and sort of quickly skim through teams that I know the names of, you know. So, of course, we've got the likes of Five Frags from uh, the Russian org, and that just... Dear God, Smash GG is a mess for this purely because you know how they, um, if you sign up, you've got to sign up separately for each tournament. So it lists the team yeah. four times, which is horrid when you're trying to look up for it. But it makes sense because you could not do one or the other, I guess. Epsilon, we've got in there. That's always uh, quite good. Um, Epsilon, of course. Glad they're sticking with that roster considering, um, you know, it didn't make RORS plans, but. RORS this season is stacked. Um, yeah, oh, this is going to take ages to go through, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Well, we'll so just, it's we'll, looking we'll like just leave a lot it. of teams I think... still need to sign up, though. I can yeah, see. Yeah, I, I think I think what we'll do is uh, once we uh, once we get through the open qualifiers, we know who's going to be uh, competing in the main stages of the tournament. Uh, we'll bring another feature back where we just sort of like break those teams down and kind of talk about them and yeah, go the through. qualified teams. Uh, no, so not uh, next yeah. week, the week after, we'll do like a recap of the top 32. Maybe even do our little predictions. Who knows? Could have a little fun with that. Yeah, actually, I got a little pick and challenge that I want to try see if Ooh. we can set up. But 
We'll reveal all that in the next couple of weeks, of course. If you do want to go ahead and uh, join us for those episodes, then you can, of course, follow the Twitch channel and follow the Twitter. It's explanation mark Twitter in the Twitch chat. Uh, if you are watching the YouTube VOD or listening to the SoundCloud uh, version of this podcast, then you, of course, can follow us at uh, RL Aftershock on Twitter. Uh, you can also join the Discord as well, uh, where you get to uh, talk with other members. Ask us questions as well that we will answer on the podcast uh, with our mailbag. Of course, explanation mark Discord if you're not already in there already. But... Uh, Speaking of the mailbag, we do actually have a little bit of mailbag that we received just earlier today. Um, we did also have one that came in a little bit earlier, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll say that for next week, I think. Um, so, uh, Frostbite. Do you want to do, do the other do one both, then? Do both. Do both. All right, then we'll do, do both. both then. All right, screw it. So, uh, for, so we had one coming in earlier this morning from Frostbite. Uh, shout out to Frostbite, by the way. I know him from Counter-Strike. He's, uh, he's a lad. Uh, so, um, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's not quite 100% familiar with how the Rocket League scene works, but he asks, you know, a lot of sports and esports give extra time uh, after a draw. Uh, so talking about, you know, sort of like if in, in football, you get like 15 minutes mm. of extra time. In Counter-Strike, you get overtime. Um, uh, but in Rocket League, we have the golden goal system. And he asks, do you think the golden goal system that Rocket League uses is a good fit for competitive play and i i think that overall it's just more of a a, a necessary uh, mm. a, a necessary system because you sort of like compared to what rocket league is up against you've got um you've got something like football is the main is sort of the main comparison point for rocket league and mm. after foot in, in football if you if you if you're tired you go into extra time but after extra time if you're still drawn then you got to go into penalty shootout now i don't know how it will work if you uh, uh if if you had to go into a penalty shootout in Rocket League, because what do you just place the ball in front and then both cards come away? Well, that's an easy save every time. We could be there, or what do we just go for like randomized setups mm. in uh in, in something like a practice pack? You know, I think that overall, as well as that, you know, Rocket League is also partially not just not just about the shooting and, and, and the scoring the goals. It's also about outplaying your team, outplaying your opponent's team to a certain mm. extent. You know, there's other things you have to consider like bumps and demos and passing players and different things like that that all contribute to what is uh, sort to what uh, you know creates the rocket league uh, the, the the rocket league match itself so i think the golden goal system while it's not incredible i still think it could be some like there's some different changes like maybe for winter overtime we could have you know a 30 second pause so that way teams can discuss strategies and maybe build up a little bit of tension in the broadcast i remember during the uh, uh, the grand finals of the world championship last season there was that discussion that came up you know, and I think hmm. that could be beneficial, but I don't I think, think we can do something like a penalty shootout. I think it has to be sort of overtime in the golden goal. No, the current system is perfect because Rocket League is a very fast game. You're also remembering that you've got five minutes and then the overtime, which goes on until the golden goal. Um, what I do think needs to be added is maybe during every series, a one minute extension break essentially between games which teams can use to call out and near enough talk because i always feel that teams don't really talk about what's going on between games quite enough uh casters we know can feel essentially they do the one minute absolutely fine now they could go in and talk an extra minute quite easily so i think maybe giving both sides a one minute timeout like you see quite a lot with uh, league of legends or uh, CSGO when they do the best of three series and you know they can do between rounds I think us between rounds between games in a series you could fit an extra minute in for these teams that you know might need like even if it's because the player needs to go quickly refill his drink a minute is enough time to do that but for me it's more about talking about oh we are going super all out into attack it's not working what do we do and then you know the players can discuss it between themselves an extra minute will go miles 
in this sort of situation, which could develop the game a little bit more, you know, see comebacks come into it a little bit more instead of the current situation we have in RLCS where there's been a lot of sweeps this season so far. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, Frostbite is in the chat. He's asking, you know, the reason why I bring it up is because in overtimes you can still come back into it. Uh, but with golden mm. goal means that you can make no mistakes. And I guess I can sort of see that. But the alternative is that you sort of have to score two goals in overtime. And it's like, well, that doesn't quite have the same sort of impact as a golden goal. There's tension will still kind of be there. And I understand what you're getting that comparison from because in Counter-Strike, that's how it works. You need to score at least four rounds in an mm. overtime of Counter-Strike. Um, but again, the alternatives are scoring two goals in overtime which doesn't have quite the same amount of tension um or doing penalty shootouts which again i don't see how that would work within the context of rocket league yeah definitely wouldn't especially when we've got down to a nice sort of like best of five system which generally takes around about 45 minutes to play on out which is roughly about the same time as a game of counter-strike really when you think about it um not including overtimes and all of that of course thrown in there because if you've just got say a best of three in rocket league that can be done within 25 minutes half an hour max if you go quickly but of course you've got to allow for that time to extend over even to the point of you know, remember from the play game, me and jam having the cast for an 18 minute overtime so the oh, goal yeah, I goal, that. it can be also an endurance it just basically comes down to the teams and that also adds a completely different sort of style some teams that we've noticed we'll talk about them later like uh complexity seem to be able to handle that pressure very well and make the most out of it uh, flip side as well is another team that just thrive off over overtimes, whereas other teams aren't so good in that situation, so they try and get those matches done in regular time. It's all about strategy, and it adds a lot more depth to it with the Golden Goal system. Yeah, I think the Golden Goal is just the best system that we can have for Rocket League at the moment. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for the question. Obviously, you know, it is a bit of a discussion. You know, I, I would love to see a counter-argument to that, to be honest. Um, because, you know, I'm sure there are people that probably could come up with a better one than we could. Uh, but, you know, uh, moving on to our second one that just came in during the podcast itself. Uh, Dexter Fetster. I love that man, obviously. I met him from my uh, time playing Rhythm Games. So uh, nice to see him here in the Rocket League space, of course, getting involved. Uh, just thinking about the move from weeklies to monthly tournaments. Would there be a potential to do a monthly tournament, but with weekly matches and a point system, so the prize pool would be monthly, but with weekly casts still in place? This actually is a very Ooh. interesting question because... We did try and set something up like that back in mm -hmm. January of 2017. Uh, actually, my first ever casting gig uh, in, uh, in, in Rocket League. Was that League. with Leaf? Leaf League, yeah, it, it was mm. Leaf League. And um, in, in Leaf League, we had tried to set that up. But the problem was is that below the RLCS level of things, we have... Uh, we have this sort of problem where teams aren't 100% committed. And I actually would love to see like a weekly tournament that goes from, or a monthly tournament that goes from week to week in sort of like a league play style with like an online playoffs. I think that would be very, very interesting uh, to try and play out nowadays. But the problem is that I think organizations are way too scared because they've seen what Leaf League tried to do and they see how Leaf League failed. And unfortunately, that's put a lot of people off, you know. And it's not only Leaf that failed on it, I can tell you. We've seen a lot, like uh, Mind Games, I can remember, did a, um, I think it was a $1,000, uh, um, like it was just a, uh, a league across the month, and that just fell after two weeks because we had some players, or teams, sorry, that were in the bottom two. They'd lost three games and were just like, there's no way we can win this because we've just lost to the weaker teams. We know we're not being these top teams. We're just dropping out because they know they can't get the bigger money. And the problem is that it comes down to money because, of course, that is the big pool for your time in this. And without sponsors at the moment for these uh, smaller tournaments, 
no team is really going to put in, let's say, five evenings across a month for what could end up being $100, $150. It's just not there. That's why the Renegade Cups are a brilliant sort of like fix for this. But it's not helping. It's only helping one tournament org each month, you know? The other ones are sort of neglected, but that's not, I think, Cyanix's problem. It's more the tournament orgs haven't got to that stage and we haven't seen professional orgs be able to step in and feel that. It's just this sort of weird, murky grey area that we've got right yeah. now. Um, I can say that at Rewind, when we were thinking about this months ago, and it was going, like, we're going to you know, sponsors and that try and get set up, we would we were thinking, okay, the best system for all this would be, say, these weekly qualifiers, so three weekly qualifiers where you get points, a bit like how Renegades Cup works, actually, and then the final week of the month being the big tournament ends. So you would have to play through three weekly qualifiers to essentially get your seed in and then top A make it to a monthly finals. That was, like, the biggest compromise between the two and the biggest sort of, like, reward offset of it. But again, try and get a thousand dollars each month is hard to yeah, do. You know, it's 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 a hell of a commitment from a lot of sponsors, especially with businesses and organisations mm -hmm. that aren't quite established. That's why, honestly, if anything, I'd like to see a team like uh, an organiser like DreamHack or ESL or, or Starladder or, or any of these sort of organisers just try and step in and try to do something because they've established themselves as being able to run leagues and say like, hey, <laughs> contribute a few thousand dollars a month and we'll run the uh, uh, you know a uh, plus plus you know any production costs that we might need and, uh, and 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 we'll sort you out and you know. It's it's great because you know you've got a lot of a lot of good talent uh, below mm. the RLCS and RLRS spectrum that will be absolutely willing to work on those kind of tournaments. Um, and, and if you can just avoid just sort of like being uh, 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 being you know going over the five thousand uh, uh, dollar limit that Sonyx adds, which by the way, might I add, I think that needs to be increased uh, by a significant <laughs> amount. That'll be a topic for another day. Um, yeah. As long as you can avoid that, maybe say, oh, we'll do a four thousand dollar monthly. Uh, we'll do something like that and uh well we, just we, and, straight know. off the one thousand dollar monthly that rival did one always great production for them but two the viewership we got for one thousand dollars can we just say there is so much room here can sponsors not see that this is easy advertisement for them because of course that engagement with streams is better than what you can get from just i don't know wallpaper ads you know on i say wallpaper ads but you know scroll bar ads or whatever on websites and all of that they need to it's because we're in a sort of like fresh new field for advertising and a lot of these orgs and sponsors don't really know enough about it they know how they can engage through streamers but not tournament organizers which it's not i would say down to the orgs faults it's just basically we don't know how to go to these companies to get their sponsorship effectively yeah, and uh, you know, again, that's why I'd like to see someone like DreamHack or ESL uh, take mm. on to it. Uh, or they better still, it. you know, like, you know, th 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 those guys have funding, you know, Psyonix, lift that $5,000, um, uh, lift that $5,000. Yeah, it's just cheaper for them because, you know, you're not, you're not contributing any of the money. You don't need to contribute any of the money. Uh, you, you can keep it, you know, like, even if you put something like, you know, $50,000. 
that. Mm-hmm. That's not enough to set up a minor LAN or a minor league, you know, and that doesn't even, mm-hmm. you know, conflict with something like the RLCS, which has now got a million dollars up for grabs, you know. Teams are always going to want to compete in the RLCS regardless. So I'd like to see that restriction kind of lifted. But again, that's another topic that we can get deeper into yeah. another day because we are starting to run out of time. We need to get to our tournament uh, uh, updates. Uh, yep. Of course, I did I did see that we had one more mailbag coming, Tiger. We will get we'll to that, that next week, week. I think, um, because, again, we have got half an hour and we have a <laughs> lot of fucking RLRS results to get through, Bacon. Oh, um, so, yeah, this was the week of... This was the week of the off-stream matches. There were a lot of matches that we were mm. unable to stream. And, uh, uh, you know, obviously, there's a lot of results as a result. We will just, instead of going through each and every single game in each and every single series to bring you the uh, current uh, season standings, uh, we've currently got Team Secret at the top. They've played three of their matches. They've won all three. Uh, they had uh, a couple of games, uh, including their uh, game against Nordavin that went extremely well. Uh, and they also had a match against XL, also went as well as you would expect it to go at this point. Um, as well as that below them is Savage at three to one. They played four of their games, just losing out on that one, puts them just ever so slightly behind the likes mm-hmm. of Secret. Uh, Method and Triple Trouble pulling in the rear part of the top four, uh, currently tied up. I imagine that will change though, however. I still think that Triple Trouble can pull ahead of the Method squad in the coming few weeks. And then to round at the bottom, we've got Nordavin, the Clappers, XLE Sports, and Copenhagen Flames. So, uh, Bacon. What are your comments Oops. on this? Because we we went into this, we went into this, we looked at this, and we were like, uh, um, uh, you know, we haven't really got any main particular topics to talk about this week because there's so much going on. And to be honest, a lot of it is kind of the expected results, I guess you could say. Yeah. So if we look, Copenhagen Flames and XL, unfortunately, are expected results. Like we said, they're just the weaker sides. Um, can't help that. That's how it is. Uh, XL get their win against Clappers. The big one here. Uh, out of XL's losses is against Secret, where they're able to go to overtime in two games. Good on XL, but maybe Secret just, you know, we're a little bit more reserved. We know they're a team that are the strongest side. So it's all about picking your battles and you play to your opponent there. Uh, we'll talk about Method here. Uh, Method winning against XL and Clappers. Their loss was to Savage. So Method sort of loss. It's an expected loss, but if they wanted to be promoted, that's the one of the, I would say, two matches. They've got beat two out of uh, Secret, Savage, and Trouble um, if they want to go up. But Method, unfortunately, this season, I reckon, are going to be a safe bet to stay up, but not get promoted. It's just the unfortunate mm. nature of it because it's so stacked. Uh, let's look at Triple Trouble's loss there. We all know from the stream against Secret. This was a big battle between the two. I wouldn't say by far at all that Triple Trouble are now not going to be able to get into that top two spot, but it's just a harder battle for them. And um, it shall be quite exciting to see, especially since Triple Trouble took down Savage. So it's just uh, Method, which Triple Trouble have to sort of beat. And then if they do beat Method, I would hint at even saying that Triple Trouble has secured that top two spot, you know? 
Yeah, I, I can see a world in which Triple Trouble will be able to secure a top two mm. spot. But right now, the running is certainly between Savage and Team Secret, in my yeah. opinion. You know, I, yeah, it, it was originally, for my money, you know, before we saw Savage come to fruition, was Triple Trouble and Secret making it forward into that top two. But with Savage coming out with that absolutely stacked roster making their way easily into the RLRS, it doesn't surprise me that they made it through. Mm. It's going to be a bit of a challenge, I think, for Triple Trouble to make it uh, much further forward. What other matches, actually? Let me bring this up real quick. Uh, well, what other Jim, I'm just going to say now, we actually actually won't really know until before the last week because of how the current uh, matches are spread out. So in week four, we've got Secret versus Savage. That's a massive game there. And Triple Trouble versus Method. Now, if Method can take down Triple Trouble, Triple Trouble are going to be another case of you're stuck in top four, you know? If Triple Trouble can take down Method, then you're going to see them go, okay, we should be in top uh, two now. It's basically all about the whole length of the season. We we always complain about, you know, a single round Robinson isn't long enough. Y again, you don't, you can't like decide who's won it until the last week, of course. Mm. But it's just because those simple, like a simple loss from each case can hurt you. Like Copenhagen Flames now at 0 3 would have to win every single one of their remaining games to stay up, which is horrid after up, two you know? weeks. That, yeah, it just feels horrid there, but we expect them in the bottom half. So it's a hard sort of case to justify it. And I, I, I just want double round robin because I want more rocket league. That's essentially yeah. It. No, I think I think I think that it, that does err on the side of popular opinion. We we all want to see mm. like you know double round robin because there are some teams that I think could do much better if they had a second chance. Uh, Copenhagen and Flames is one of those. Been, and I would say a, a great example for that because they could yeah. advance in the second half of the season. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's a sort of talk, talking about the underperformance in this uh, one, you know, I definitely expect the Copenhagen Flames not to be in last place. Honestly, I expect that to be XL uh, of all teams. But uh, you know, just winning Shared. one series, <laughs> um, I'll throw as much as my team as I, as I want to. Um, but uh, you know, <laughs> uh, just. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's a team that I have no confidence in. Copenhagen Flames. I'm not surprised that they're down here in the bottom two, um, because again, I did bring to fruition last week how I did have doubts in their lower bracket run. I did have doubts in how they'll be able to do in the RLRS. Um, I just expected them to be a little bit further up than they actually have ended up being. So I expect them to be definitely in the bottom two with Copenhagen Flames. I've said that from my predictions all along. But I have no doubts that they deserve to be an RLRS, and I think they are very much an RLRS team. It's just that unfortunate case of RLRS is now stacked. EU's got the depth. If you look at NA, I don't think it's quite there yet, but EU, every single one of these eight teams are nuts. We've seen it time and time again. They'll win the Gfinity weeklies. They'll go on and win, you know, Triple Trouble winning the play. They they're all viable to be deemed as top eight, uh, top sixteen teams. You know, even in some cases, these guys you could say from a power ranking standpoint could be better than RLCS teams. It's just how the system at the moment we're coming to the limit of um, the you know the two eight team sort of RLCS RLRS system, and it's even pushing it forward to everyone, every fan sort of saying that. We want the um, number of teams in RLCS, number of teams in RLRS to be extended to 10, 12 teams to allow more in if we're going to stick with single round robin, that is. Yeah, and uh, uh, you can sort of see that how that has come through as a result of mm. that single round robin. But uh, um, 
next week we have a number of, I believe, polarizing uh, 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 ones to come through. Um, mm-hmm. If I'm correct in thinking, uh, we've got Exile Triple Trouble coming up as first of the on-stream matches. That's Triple Trouble every day. Uh, oh, yeah. Unfortunate for Excel. Uh, certainly can be polarizing for them because if they lose one more, then they would have had the majority of their matches go, or they would have had no choice but to have the majority of their matches go down uh, to the uh, uh, four to three region. And mm-hmm. that's a that's a big problem for XL because I think if you if you have a three four on your win to loss, um, you're probably going to be up the sh- up shit's creek essentially. I don't see a way that you can come back. So from that. I think, I think, I think it's a case of if you get four losses, you're secured bottom half. Um, so yeah, one more loss for XL statistically that will be them done. You know, um, at three they can still make it. But once again, they've got to win, like Copenhagen Flames, every single game remaining. And that's a tough, tough case, considering, you know, they haven't gone against the strongest opposition yet. They took a loss to Nordvin, which is one they had to win to stay up, of course. And then they um, took a loss to Clappers, another one which they had to win to stay up. And then the loss to Secret, which was an expected loss. So that was okay for them. But once again, every game you've got to take game by game, and you've got to win as many as you can. Excel just don't have the skill to be able to take on their opponents in RORS. Yeah, and for Copenhagen Flames, it doesn't get much better either, because they're up against mm. Secret, and it's just like, oh, God, it's just yeah. like, oh, no. It's going to be another sleep for these guys, and uh, yeah, it, it does start to spell some tragedy for those teams at the bottom, uh, unfortunately, but that is how everything goes in the RLRS. It is stacked, especially at that top end. But you know what else is stacked? It's the RLCS now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> nice transitions right there. I got this yeah, down pat. Like it. Bacon. Don't worry about it. But yeah, we had a lot less matches to cover. Uh, we'll just bring up the uh, current standings at the end of uh, everything so far. So yeah, at uh, first uh, we have got Team Dignitas four and O. Second we've got Weedem Girls three one. Mouse Sports two two. Renault Vitality having a great week, bringing it back to two two now from zero two. Complexity two two as well. Flipside one two. Fnatic one three. And then PSG after a not so good week are at one four. PSG not in a good place at the moment, Jay. Are they? No, they had two matches this week and they lost kind of both of them uh the first the, the second one is expected because it's against Tass mm. and Dignitas are just shitting on everybody at the moment um but the second one was against Vitality and Vitality looked much stronger than we really were uh, uh, expecting to see because they were just you know doing some really really good stuff mm. you know uh, we, we saw sort of vitality uh come come forward in the last couple of weeks they weren't quite getting a start you know i mentioned last week that i thought the scrub killer was doing amazing stuff but fairy peak looked off point i didn't actually end up watching this match uh the one that i wanted to focus on was the mouse balls versus complexity match and we're going to be able to get into that in a little bit for a second yeah. but, uh, but vitality versus psg um what did you think of how you know how vitality were able to perform this was how vitality should have been playing since the start they're still not at their peak quite yet fairy just seemingly still a little off of that grand performance that we know he can put on but this was where vitality should have been and them dropping the first two weeks it's put them in a tricky old situation with two wins now though they should be good another win and as we've seen in the past that near enough secures you top six sort of spots so vitality taking a moment to bring themselves back into the tournament and like i said one more win win will secure them top six and this is still a land favorite team you look at it and 
this season alone, I actually reckon it's going to be the top four on that board. It's going to be Dignitas, William Gales, Mouse Sports, and Renault Vitality. And yeah, if Vitality can get there, you've got to think. You've got Pashi, who's been at every single LAN, I do believe. You've got Fairy Peak. No, Pashi missed out on one. Uh, Fairy Peak, who's just been ever since his introduction back into that market roster, has been fantastic on everything. And then Scrub Killer, the sort of fable prophecy child that was to be. Um, when he came out in the first two weeks, uh, seemed like it was a big disappointment. And this week, he came true on that promise, you know? Yeah, he certainly did. And fantastic for Renault Vitality now that they've really found their form. It took a couple of weeks, but you know, now that they've even up the scoreline, they're back in the running for a land spot. But mm. it does give me concerns for PSG because now, because of losing these two series, they're now one and four in the uh, uh, on the table. And, uh, you know, you talk about how the uh, scrub killer experiment might not have worked in the last week. Um, but right now, it looks like the fruity experiment might not have worked for PSG. I kind of want to zone in your thoughts about that one in particular because... Uh, uh, PSG were hot shit coming into the uh, RLCS. You know, we saw they, them come through in the in the uh, the Coliseum. They were doing amazing stuff. They beat out uh, so many big teams, and they had some really really epic matches. It looked like Fruity was just doing a- incredible work, but now it sort of seems to have gone a little bit quiet from them. Fruity's not the problem on the roster as well. It's just all three of them not gelling perfectly together. It's almost like they did great in the Coliseum and used all of their energy there, came into lead play, and they're just a little bit slower, a little bit lackluster, and I, it, it's hard to say where they need to go right. They're making a lot of mistakes, they're making some mishits, and it's just basically, you know, PSG, get your stuff together. You've got to now win everything, and they literally yeah, do. Absolutely. They've got to win every one of their remaining games statistically to make it to the top six, and PSG are a team that could do it. Let's just see what matches they've got left. They've got Mouse Sports, which is a possible... That's a difficult, but it's a possible win. And then their last game is against Fnatic, which I think isn't the easiest win, but it should be a win. So your big one is next week for PSG, where if they can take Mouse Sports, I reckon they've got a solid shot to stay up. If they lose to Mouse Sports, they're, they're done. You know, they're going into the promotion relegation tournament, which is a different case. I think that's a different story for another day, Jay, where they should be a team. They could be a team to stay up because we know the caliber of the RL RS guys. So that'd be a fun prediction game when we come to that as well. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see each other if we can sort something out with that one. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, some of the other matches that went by uh, was Mouse Sports versus Complexity. Uh, this was probably the, uh, um, with the exception of the Vitality versus Complexity match, it's probably the uh, the match that sort of like going to the most interest and the most, uh, mm-hmm. uh, it, it was the closest one that we had. Um, because Ben's going to bring this up on screen. It was actually a very, very low scoring game. Yeah. Six goals scored in the entire series. Lowest in history as well. Yeah, I remember seeing a comment on Reddit. I think Slot posted something about it, and it was just like, this is the lowest scoring game in all of history. Um, and I'll be honest, while it was the best, you know, the closest series in the entire week, it was also, I think, probably one of the worst. Because for me, this is this this series individually was one of the ones that I did a, 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 a VOD review for. I, I was only able to do one this morning because I wasn't watching most of the matches. Um, but, you know, uh, passing plays did look a little bit better from complexity this week. I definitely mm-hmm. felt like that a lot of Mognus were playing a lot better than they were last week because they did kind of look like they were quite lost in the server. Uh, but for this one, I should have a much better uh, against Mouse Sports. But that also comes with the caveat that Mouse Sports 
did have a lot of mistakes. You know, it, it cost them that third game, and then eventually yeah. it cost them the fourth and the fifth and overall the series. Um, but even then, you know, even those mistakes that came through, Complexity weren't doing everything they could to exploit them and actually end up uh, 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 and, and end up coming up with a solid victory, which they probably could have done against Mouse Sports in this particular form. Yeah, I don't want to say it was a bad game for both teams. Essentially, it's what happens when two teams go up against each other and they aren't up to it. You know when your opponent keeps making mistakes and you don't expect them? Like, um, you know, you go for a, uh, you, you say, tactical whiff or something like that, where you make a mistake on the ball. Your opponent doesn't expect you to make mistakes. They go, fine, you've pulled a player out. So then your second teammate goes up to it. When both teams are doing that, it becomes a very disjointed game. And that's what this was, essentially. Now, my big point is how the two teams dealt with this sort of situation. We've got Mouse who are very, should we say, fresh to RLCS, where they are coming in lots of fighting spirit, but not a massive amount of experience, whereas you've got the opposite on complexity. Saying opposite is a bit harsh. They've got the want to win, maybe not on that same level as Mouse, of course, but they've got so much experience that you saw the biggest point of this match was just complexity keeping cool calm and collected and that's what won it at the end where they just weren't showing any nerves whereas on the opposite end mouse's problems started just to escalate you know snowball turn into an avalanche because their nerves were there yeah, and uh, th that will be a problem going forward for Mouse Sports because that was one of the things that mm. everyone was like, this is probably what's going to affect Mouse Sports the most, the fact that they are having their debut season in the RLCS. They're probably going to have a lot of nerves going into this. And the fact that they also brought in a new player. Um, this is certainly one of the cases where all those sort of factors combined that Mouse Sports losing uh, their series in, 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 this, uh, in mm. this matchup. And that makes it the second series that they've lost, the other one being uh, against Dingatash. Now, going forward, they have got a couple of different, uh, a few, three more matches to play. Obviously, the one against PSG, you think is going to be a possible one for PSG. I'd still say mm. Mouse is favorite. Uh, actually, the one from next week that I really want to keep my eyes on is actually the, the match against We Dem Girls. Yeah. Because uh, We Dem Girls are currently doing really really good work over on their camp they're currently keeping up and they've uh, they've found their form again you know that they, they found a brand new formula that seems to have worked with uh i ignite and metanaris i ignite coming in the last season was uh, it was enough to kind of re-spark uh, uh if, if i ignite was this was the uh was the fuel for envious the metanaris was really the spark that's relit the fire for this mm. team yeah definitely wind girls are playing the best they have in ages when it came into last season envy made it through to lan i wasn't surprised that they did bad at land i was expecting them to they just didn't seem up to that level so i love that now it's sort of like made remco step back and realize he needs to up his game ignite's always going to want to win and that's basically his strongest ability don't get me wrong, he's an absolutely nuts player on top, but that drive to win is something you don't necessarily see from Remco so loudly. Um, on the pitch, it is brilliant from him. And then, of course, having Metsonaris come and join the roster was an odd one when we uh, saw it and like, weren't really sure why he had moved across onto it, you know, with Greasy going the opposite way. But Devo did have to go, of course, where he didn't have that drive to win anymore. But Metsonaris has fit in. And it sort of made him more, he's allowed to be more aggressive and play the style he wants. So this is just a team that are all playing really happy. This is how they want to play Rocket League. And it is shown on the pitch. This is a scary roster, which as the uh, weeks go on, they're going to develop more. So if they do make it through to land, 
you could see a lot of upsets, especially against those NA sides where they're not so used to an absolute new powerhouse in this super aggressive style because EU, when they've gone up against them traditionally, are more defensive sides. So when you come up against an EU side which is just going to absolutely pummel you, NA might crumble there. So who knows? Maybe Weedham Girls could be a hot pick for that sort of surprise winner at um, LAN coming up in Vegas, I do believe, um, two months' time. Yeah, and for Weedham Girls as well, they're still yet to face their biggest challenge because I think mm. we could be seeing a very, very epic match in our last week where they face oh, Dignitas. Yeah. Uh, that, of course, be coming up in a couple of weeks' time when we should come to that breakdown itself because that one will be a match to watch. And I think, mm. we'll, I think we'll try and do a little preview for that last week as well because there are some pretty decent matches that could prove to be uh, very pivotal in the uh, overall standings for that week. But, um, uh, you know, that's it for week three, essentially. Is there any other topics you want to sort of zoom in on before we, uh, uh, before we close out the show? Because uh, there were a couple of matches that we kind of did sort of... Uh, I think uh, we, uh, haven't, uh, we haven't covered Vitality, actually, really bouncing back this week, I would say, Jay. Which, like we said, Scrub Club just playing more to his form was good. But it, it, I reckon it's just got to be this mental sort of case in their camp. Because Scrub may have been scrimming with the rest of Vitality lads from about the start of August, I would speculate. Oh, yeah, I it, forgot about, about our name again, by the way. We forgot. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's from uh, what's it? Watercolor. Um, it's for me with the lads. It's just showing that it takes a while for this sort of like chemistry to get set in stone. So I'm happy that we we all sort of like I would say overhyped Vitality coming into this season. Do you think that could be the possibility there? I think it was. Um, I think a lot of people looked at the rival one K Cup and thought to ourselves, right? So. Uh, scrub killers the shit and then he came forward and it was like well not quite the shit anymore is he you know um but uh again as we're talking about with vitality you know they have taken a little bit of time to bounce back um i think there's a good shot that they could still make land i definitely think they're gonna be able to make top six um because mm -hmm. i think the worst of their days are behind them if oh, i recall yeah. correctly they already faced dignitas if i'm remembering this correctly um, um... No, they actually um, they go up against Dignitas in the last week. Dignitas has to go up ah. against uh, Weedham Girls. So and Vitality, few... and funny enough, Vitality has to do Weedham Girls and Dignitas in the last week. So that is harsh on them. The difference being that next week, Vitality have Flipside, which I put Vitality to win that. So that would get them their three wins. So I think they'll yeah. make top six secured. The problem is where do they seed who is their opponent going to be in that regional playoff situation you know yeah uh and and, and, and these are the next couple of weeks obviously we've got only two more weeks after the rcs those are going to be really really mm. important to decide you know what is actually going on uh in regards to the specifics of how those playoffs are going to play off because obviously one series can decide your chances at land and the vitality they really don't want to be in that position because they have you know they are starting to pick up steam they are starting to get some good results if they can take the mm. next few series especially if they can beat out the likes of flip side and they put themselves on a really good pedestal um, mm. I do have to ask you, though, do you think it's coming a little bit too late, though? Because a lot of their early results could have been very nice and easy victories for Vitality, but they just ended up not being so. Yeah, they've made it hard for themselves. Remember, they're on a 2-2 uh, sort of uh, streak here. So Vitality, like I said, they lost to the opponents they should be. Uh, against Mouse, you would have put them as the strongest side, you know. Against Fnatic, 
definitely would have put them against the strongest side there. And then, of course, uh, the week just gone. Taking down PSG, an important game for them because they're sort of like their direct rivals, I'd say, a lot. And against, um, again, with uh, complexity, that's another direct rivalry. Those three, I would say, are very much um, of that same level. Uh, different play styles, of course. So it's quite interesting to see PSG and um, at the bottom as well, because we were expecting them to be a bit higher, what with the inclusion of Fruity. So this RCS season hasn't gone scripted at all. It's just the brilliance of sort of EU Rocket League, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, yeah, any team can beat each other on any single day, uh, unless you're doing a task, which you just don't lose ever. Yeah, you, you've <laughs> but, just got uh, it. <laughs> yeah, they, they've really found the formula, man. We're gonna have to do some demo reviews at some point and really break down mm. what it is that makes that team so special. Because yeah, they, they've oh, come yeah. in time after time, and I think we're gonna talk about them in the next couple of episodes uh, a mm -hmm. little bit more. But you know, I think doing a task are doing as expected as as of late. So. Uh, Credit to them, credit to Turbo as well for uh, putting some more meme poses that we can use on our stream. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, it's been good stuff all around this last couple of weeks, uh, this last week. Did we go through the standing thing we did at the very beginning yep. of the RCS segment? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we did. Okay, so um, uh, you know how those have all gone. And obviously, uh, next week is going to be some very interesting matches again, uh, all on stream. It's going to be Fnatic versus Flipside to start. Now, Sports taking on PSG, Fnatic and taking on Complexity, Flipside against Vitality, We Damn Girls versus Mouse Sports, Ding the Task versus Complexity as the final matchup. So uh, make sure you tune to that and make sure you come back next week for Aftershock as we cover all those matches and more because right now bacon we are done for another episode aren't we yeah we are done and dusted that is week two put away in the books up on the shelf and so week three coming up i definitely you you just ended to there maybe next week we do uh our feature on dignitas why is it that it do so well in that what is their sort of like secret form that could be exciting to do uh, I have a lot of demo review to do over the next week. <laughs> <laughs> so Jay's got to put in the work, guys. And well, we, we both do, actually, because there's a lot of casting going on this week. Of course, there's always action going on in EU, so make sure you get tuned in. Keep, you know, your ear on out and, of course, eyes on Twitter. But from both of us and, of course, behind the, I do the plugs first. Again. I got to do the, oh, I got to do the, the plugs, plugs first. Yep. On, do the plugs. I got to do the plugs. I got to do the plugs. Right. So once again, <laughs> thank you very much for joining us all. Uh, make sure you follow the Twitch channel to get all the live yeah. updates and the video version when it goes live every Monday from 5 p.m. BST GMT when the clocks do switch over, which they will be doing in about a month's time, I think it is. I can't remember specifically, mm -hmm. but either way, uh, those are your time zones. Uh, if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, then uh, you know where to catch us. Obviously, twitch.tv slash RL Aftershock. Our Twitter is at rl aftershock uh, if you're in the twitch chat right now you can type explanation mark twitter to get access to that as well as that uh, we have our discord server that you can go ahead and join again you can ask questions we have a mailbag question for next week and of course you can contribute questions that me and bacon will be answering mm. as the weeks go on so uh, there's uh, there's a lot to uh, there's a lot to discuss a lot that we can uh, uh, see and a lot to, uh, uh, to to talk about in the next couple of weeks of rocket league so make sure you do get involved on all those social channels and uh, until next week we'll see you uh, We'll see you then. Bacon, any closing thoughts? No, another good week and uh, can't wait until next. Indeed. Right. Well, thank you very much for joining us again. We'll see you all next week. <laughs> until then, enjoy the pitch. We'll see you soon.